Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Earlier today, I took my boy Frankie to Costco. We had some stuff that we needed to pick up, and I guess I had too much tea at lunch, but I had to pee when we got there. Now, if you are a dad and you have kids, you know what it's like when you go out in public and all of a sudden your kids have to use the restroom. It's never syncopated. If you have multiple kids, it's always like one after the other, or you'll go and then 15 minutes later, they're like, you know what? On second thought, I do have to go. So when we were in the parking lot, I said, buddy, do you need to pee? And he said, hold on, let me check. And he looked at me with this blank stare And I was like, dude, are you trying to pee your pants in the parking lot? And he was like, no, I'm not going to pee my pants. I was like, you're weirding me out. Please don't ever do that again. Just tell me yes or no if you have to go to the bathroom. And it was a no at first, but it was weird because as we were in Costco, he kept doing that thing where he just blank stare at me or blank stare off in the distance and just kind of be still. And I'm like, Franklin, stop trying to pee your pants. (laughs) Well, long story short, he ultimately decided that he did need to go pee, so This was after we started shopping and already had some stuff in the cart. So we bring the cart up to the front, park it somewhere, go to the restroom. We're walking in and I'm going to the middle urinal. And I said, buddy, just go use this one next to me. And he's going to a stall. He's like, no, I'm just going to go use this in here. I was like, why? I was like, dude, you have to poop. (laughs) He was like, yeah, maybe. I'm like, so this whole time where you didn't have to pee or you were trying to pee, you might've been trying to take a dump in your pants. It's being a dad's a lot of fun. Now that story has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk to you about today. I just thought, you know what? I love my life and I love being a dad and this is my quirky little son. I'd just share a story with you. But I do want to encourage you before I jump into today's topic, I do want to encourage you to go to fatheringourfuture.com. I am doing my best to keep that website updated and there's more than just the podcast there. You can listen to the podcast on the website, but you also get to see some of the Instagram stuff that's populated, and you'll get some different blogs and other things. You'll just get some extra stuff there on the website. And if you like Father in Our Future while you're there, you can potentially consider supporting Father in Our Future. All that's on the website, but there's a lot more information that you can get just by going to fatheringourfuture.com. So please check that out. But today I want to talk to you about, oh, let me just say it like this. I want you to stop chasing the outcome. I think that there are some societal and some cultural norms that have been established that have been so far removed from their original context that there's a lot of us today that just see the outcome of those before us, and then that's what we pursue. We think, that's what I need to get, and that becomes our focus, and that becomes what we are just passionate about trying to pursue. Now, we don't want to do all the stuff to get there. We want to forsake the process. We just want the outcome. I think about this in terms of success. A lot of people want success. A lot of people want money, but they don't want to do the hard work that it takes to get there. They just want to wake up and magically have what they want. Let me explain it this way. I think as a young man, from stuff that is fed to you, from things that you perceive in the world as you grow up, I think by and large, we get this idea that we're supposed to grow up graduate high school, possibly and probably go to college, get married, and then have kids, and then work a job for a long time. And that, in a nutshell, maybe in a watered-down version, is the perception that we have of life. This is what we are supposed to do. And so these are the things that we pursue. Young men today think that they have to be married. 
that if I'm not married, then something's wrong with me. If I'm not 25 and I don't have a wife, then I just haven't done things right. And that's not what that means. But the problem with this perception that so many people have is they start to chase the outcome of marriage, but they completely forsake the process. And the process that I want to talk about is relationship. They don't focus on relationship that actually leads you to the place where you should say, I want to be married now. They just pursue the marriage so they can have this little badge, this little symbol that says, I've done what I'm supposed to do. And the problem with this is these type of men, they find a woman and they pursue her for the purpose of getting married. They don't pursue her for her. They circumvent the relationship and they get married. And when they get married, you'll have a just here's the telltale sign that all they wanted was a wife to be a badge or a trophy so that they could walk around as someone who is now married, someone who has achieved the status quo of society. Nothing will change in their life. Their schedule will remain the same. If they played video games every night or they went to play basketball with the guys four days a week and they did all these other things, if when they get married, their schedule doesn't change, they just now have a wife who's a part of their life, sort of, just by definition, just from the outside looking in, this was their concept. They thought they just needed to get the outcome. And so that's what they pursued. And what happens when you pursue marriage, but you don't focus on relationship, is instead of getting the outcome that you're hoping for, what you ultimately will find is divorce. Marriages that happen this way, they're not going to go anywhere because they never technically got started on the relationship. And that's what it's all about. That's the focal point. It's relationship. It is not about just trying to achieve some status. I think as Christians, we do this We do this with the Bible. We do this with our faith. There's a lot of Christian people, when it comes to our faith, who put this emphasis on the outcome of salvation. You just got to get saved. Some people, they want you to come to their church, and they want you to listen to the sermon, and when they're done, they just want you to say the words, I... I make Jesus my Lord and Savior. And then if you do that, they'll tell you that you have achieved the outcome, that you are saved, and now you can just you just keep doing what you want to do. But if there's no change, this is a problem. Now, there's other denominations that require a little bit more than just a verbal expression of, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. They want you to do three or four other things. But it's interesting, oftentimes in those denominations, you'll see that there's this hard press to get new people to just do those three or four things really quickly. And it's almost like salesmen with their pitch and their product just trying to close the deal. And then you have these people who ultimately do these three or four things, and they become a part of the church, and then they have no relationship because for everyone in the church, it wasn't about building and forming a relationship with that new individual. It was about getting them to do those three or four things so that they could have this outcome, and now we move on to other people who don't have that outcome. Now, here's the thing. Biblically, it's not all about salvation. 
In fact, there's elasticity to salvation. It's more of a way or a journey of salvation. There's not really a clear definitive point, probably until the Lord comes back and we are truly glorified and redeemed, that you can pinpoint and say, here I am saved. I don't think you can actually do that, because it's not about just this point of salvation. It's about relationship. God wants us to pursue a relationship with Him. It's that relationship that ultimately results in salvation. We have a promise of salvation, but it's not just about using God so that we feel like we're saved, that we're not going to have to go through condemnation or hell. We treat God like a genie in the bottle who does what we want him to do, who gives us what we hope for, what we desire, and then we're done. Here's the thing. If you are seeking the outcome of salvation, and that is your intent, you will not find it. And I'll just leave it at that. We have been so fixated on pursuing the outcome that we have circumvented the process, that we have completely bypassed relationship. And this is what I want to harp on. It is about relationship. When it comes to marriage, it is about forming a relationship. We need ourselves, and we also need to teach our children that they don't just need to try and get married. That's a, that is a byproduct of relationship. You need to teach your sons that they need to find a woman who is smart, who is passionate, who is tender enough to accept them with their flaws, receive their vulnerability and transparency, but also reciprocate that back and be trusting of them. They need to find someone that they can actually partner with in life. And then when they have found that person and they have built and nurtured that relationship, then they make that decision to seal the deal. Then they decide, we're going to get married. It should be a natural byproduct of relationship. The same goes with our Christian faith and salvation. It is about being in relationship with Jesus Christ, and salvation is a natural byproduct of our relationship with Jesus. Now, I want you to focus on relationship, not just in your marriage, not just in what you teach your kids, and not just with your Christian faith. I want to take this into fatherhood. Because I think we have this bad idea, and I hate that this is just the default definition that we run with, but we've got this bad idea that you grow up, you have sex with a woman, she gets pregnant, she has a baby, and because you were the one who gave the sperm for that child to ultimately be created, you're by default the dad. I don't like that you get to just claim the status of dad, and that's all that has to be done. Because what happens is you have men who walk out on their families who are never there from day one. They've never changed a diaper, they've never held a baby, but they have a kid, or they have multiple kids. And they can say in conversation, oh yeah, I've got kids. I might not be the best dad. And they can really kind of sugarcoat that. 
But I've got kids that can make that claim, like I've been there and I've done that when they were never there and they've never done a single thing. And we act like, well, we just get to be a dad because we've done the deed. And that's a really sad definition of what it means to be a dad. Being a dad, while it is a part of our identity, it should also be a byproduct of the relationship that we form with these little people, with this baby, with this toddler, with this child, with this teenager, with this young adult, with this grown man or this grown woman. We should be dads as a result of our relationship with our kids. I do not want to grow up, to be old in my years, and ever have my children say, well, technically, yes, he's my dad. I don't want my kids, I don't want your kids to have to say of you, out of obligation in a sense, that you are their father. I want your kids to love you because you loved them, because you pursued relationship with them. Technically, the goal of this podcast, the goal of what I am trying to do with fathering our future, fathering our future is an outcome. That's not really the pursuit. I'm not trying to brainwash children so that they can go out and be agents of change in the world because I feel like I can't do it myself. That's not what this is about, and that's not what I'm trying to get you to do. I am trying to get you to pour into your children and to be in relationship with them, because as you pass on character traits, as you pass on qualities, as you pass on disciplines, what's going to happen is one day your kids, for me, currently my three kids, they're going to go to three different areas, three different places in the world. And you know what they'll do? Because I've poured into them and they are full, they're going to begin to pour out into their communities. They're going to begin to pour out in their group of friends and they're going to impact other people. That is a byproduct. Fathering our future, this is a byproduct of what we as dads individually are doing in our homes and collectively as a community as we pour into each other. It's a byproduct. I'm not trying to pursue this one goal. My pursuit is my children, my relationship, how I'm functioning as a dad, that I'm striving to be a better dad every single day. If we do those things, if we focus on the process, if we focus on relationship, the byproduct is the future is going to be bright because our children who we've poured into are going to have something to pour out in their communities. Now, the flip side of that is if you don't have a relationship with your kids and you're not pouring into them, they're going to be empty when they go out into the world. They're going to be empty as a teenager walking through the halls in their high school. And what's going to happen? They're going to be looking for something to fill the void that you put there because you weren't in relationship with them. You just thought, you know what? They're my kids because the DNA says so. If that is your mentality, you're not really a dad. By definition, culturally, (laughs) socially, yes, you're a dad, but you're not really being a dad. And this is the point that I want to drive. If you're not going to pour into your kids, 
they will find someone else to pour into them. And they're going to pull all of this stuff into their void and into their brokenness. And they're going to go down a path where they are desperate, where they are depressed. I don't want that for your kids. I don't want that for my kids. This is why we as fathers need to focus on relationship, and we need to pour into our kids. Now, here's the beautiful thing. As a Christian father, and as you listening, a Christian father too, we're not pouring of who we are into our kids. We're pouring of who he is into our kids. Remember, we are disciples, and we are just raising up other disciples. So those character traits, those qualities, those disciplines that we're pouring into our children— They're not our disciplines. They're not our character traits. They're not our qualities. They're God's. And that's what the world needs. We can talk about all day as Christians that the world just needs Jesus. But what are we doing to give them that? As fathers, we have a unique opportunity to pour into our kids. And that is how. That's one of the ways that we can give the world Jesus. I was so touched tonight on the way home from Costco. My son and I started talking about Bible stories back and forth. He brought something up, and I told him a story about the children of Israel being brought into captivity. And then he chimed in, and he started to tell me the story of the Good Samaritan. And then he tried to tell me that Moses built the ark. And so that was fun because I had to tell him that that wasn't the same guy, but you're close. You got most of the story right, but it was Noah. So we fixed that. But it was touching to me because he just began to regurgitate all of this biblical information. Now, this isn't stuff of myself that I've poured into him. This is stuff of God that I've been able to pour into my son. He's six. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm not saying this to boast. I have no reason to to claim any fame from this. This is just me trying to do my best to be a father, to build a relationship with my son where he can talk to me. And I I was moved because as I was telling him a story, he said, Dad, I have something I'd like to say. He's not afraid to speak up. He's not afraid to have a voice in the conversation. This is why I have put an emphasis on these four fundamental basics for us as dads. Number one, communication. You have to talk, but you also have to listen. You've got to give them a voice because we learn by doing. We learn through experience. And my children are going to learn how to communicate because they're going to have plenty of practice time with me because I'm going to give them an ear to hear what they have to say. And they're going to get to work on communicating. They're going to get to work on their speech. And they're going to grow and they're going to develop skills that help them to reach other people because communication builds trust. And trust is the foundation for relationships. So we're focusing on communication and we are focusing on grace. If you're a Christian father, you know how much grace that you have received. You know that it is immense. You know that your kids make mistakes, but you know that the mistakes that you've made in your life are probably a lot worse than your six-year-old. You can give them grace. And when you give them grace, they get a sense of what you get because of what God's given to you. That's a beautiful thing. We focus on personal integrity, being men of character, being disciples of Christ. This bleeds into the fourth element, being our faith and what we believe as Christians, that we are not trying to do things our way. 
We're trying to do things His way. And if we focus on His way, we'll be men of character. Our integrity will be there. And if we focus on that, it's easy to give grace. And when you give grace and you're creating that bridge for relationship, communication just pulls you closer together. This is what I want us to focus on as dads. Our children have the capacity to do incredible things in the future. And while, yes, I look forward to that, that's not what I actually look to in this moment, and that's not what I focus on. And that's not what you need to focus on either. It's not about the outcome. We need to put our attention on the process, on relationship. That ought to be our focal point. Don't just chase the outcome. If you do that, you will never find it. You will not reach it. If your goal is to just get married because you want to say, hey, I've done it, and this is what everyone else did, your marriage will probably end in divorce. If you're just wanting to say, well, I went to church and I said that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, so you know I'm saved, you're not. I hate to break it to you. If you continue to live the same way you lived before you said that, then you haven't changed anything. If you're not having a relationship, you don't have a marriage, and you don't have salvation. And if you're not going to have a relationship with your kids, in my book, you're not technically a dad. But I want you to be a dad. I want you to be a better dad every day. I want you to love being a dad. So I want you to focus on relationship. I want you to really get to know your kids. I want you to prioritize your kids. I want you to pour into your kids and focus on having a relationship with them. And if we will do that, if we will focus on relationship and growing this bond that we have with our children, that's how we'll father our future. And that's how we get the outcome. Not by pursuing the outcome, but by focusing on the process by focusing on relationships. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you so much for being with me, and I hope you'll join me next time.